to the book of Esther, the fourth chapter. I am going to make mention of it again, but I want to give God praise. I want to give God praise for in four months, $516,000. Not even, not, not even four months, three and a half months, $516,000 has come in for Ready Now. That's what you did. That's what you did for the glory of the Lord. That's in three and a half months. Tree of Life Church has given $516,000. Imagine what's going to happen in the next three and a half months. Because I just want you to know we have, we have just barely begun to see the miraculous things that God is going to do. In the last four weeks, nearly $50,000, $49,000 has come in just in the last four weeks to Ready Now campaign, Tree of Life Church. So I rose today to thank you for your faithfulness, for your giving unto the Lord. And I rise to tell you, we haven't seen anything yet because the windows of heaven are opening above us. Hallelujah. The windows of heaven are opening above us. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we go ahead and declare the favor of the Lord upon every step that we take, upon every decision we make. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I wonder if we could praise him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. From the book of Esther, chapter 4. The book of Esther chapter 4. And I want to read a few verses of scripture in your hearing. As Esther chapter 4 verse 6. So Hatach went forth to Mordecai unto the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him and of the sum of the money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him and to make request before him for her people. And Hatach came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Again, Esther spake unto Hatach and gave him commandment unto Mordecai, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces. Do know that 
Whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth? Whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Oh, hallelujah. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And by the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I would like to preach to you, Tree of Life, on this subject. We have come to the kingdom. We have come to the kingdom. Let's lift up our voices and our hearts unto the Lord and ask His blessing upon His Word and upon the remainder of this service in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank You for Your Word. Your Word gives life and light and deliverance. And we receive all of it today in the name of Jesus. And I thank You for every individual in this house. Lord, I thank You for the healing virtue that is flowing through this place. Hallelujah healing virtue that is flowing in this place let it move amongst us oh god we pray from this day and even forevermore we pray oh god that your word would reach down deep into our hearts find good ground plant itself in the name of jesus and we give you all the praise and the glory and everybody said in jesus name and everybody said amen and amen god bless you you may be seated in the name of the lord I want to thank everybody for being here today. We welcome all of our guests. Could we give all of our guests a great big hand clap? God bless you. Amen. And why don't we just give one another a great big hand? I'm glad to see all the saints of God here today. God bless you in Jesus' name. How many enjoyed that Ready Now presentation? Wasn't that awesome? Thank you, Jesus. And we rejoice in it. And it's important for us to know that the Lord is with us, that he is leading us, he is guiding us, he has his hand upon us, and the direction of the Lord is, is very real and felt within our spirits, and we give God the praise for it. I love Mordecai's statement, who knows whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. this this kingdom that, that Mordecai was immediately referring to was of course the, the great empire if you please of the Medes and the Persians and King Ahasuerus was of course as the Bible describes him over 127 provinces he was he was a very powerful king. 
He was a mighty king, and, and he had authority to do what he wished. Now, we can't, in our Western mindsets, we can't even fully comprehend the, the, the power of a king on earth in 2018. Uh, we are blessed with freedom. And if our leaders cross us, we're going to let them know about it. And, and we end up, we have folks we can complain to. Now, you may feel like, you may feel like you're not heard or that you're shut out. But, but man, in this day, if, if, if you breathed a, 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 a thought of, of resistance or, or question, it, you, you were risking your life. And, and the, these kings of, of the old days had had absolute power, unquestioned power. Everybody was a tyrant. Everybody was, was a, a king with, with no real accountability. And King Ahasuerus was such a king. And the Bible describes as the book of Esther opens that, that King Ahasuerus was celebrating his authority, celebrating the the successes of his kingdom, his ever-expanding kingdom. And he made a feast. It was a long feast. It wasn't a few hours. It was a, several days. And on the seventh day of the feast, everybody was intoxicated. He called in his queen by the name of Vashti and, and said he wanted everybody to behold her beauty. Vashti said no she said I'm not coming to your party and she said that's not going to be how this happens and embarrassed Ahasuerus he talked to his wise men his chamberlains they said she can't talk to you like that doesn't she know you're the king and she's the queen and if she talks to you like that and and you don't retaliate then then other wives are going to get the idea that they can talk back to their husbands. So, y'all, it was a different day back then, the book of Esther. <laughs> and Ahasuerus got to think, he said, well, we can't have that. So he said, all right, Vashti, you don't get to be queen any longer. And in his wrath, he removed her from her place as queen. And not only did he do that, but he issued a decree that, that in every house in the land, it was, it was to be an example of how things were to operate. And, and then when his wrath was appeased and he was over his hurt feelings and, and he, he was past all that, he said, all right, I need to find a new queen. And so he developed a process for selecting a new queen. And the Bible describes that there was a young woman by the name of Esther. Her parents had died. She was orphaned. Her cousin took her in and raised her. His name was Mordecai. Her name at that time was not Esther. Her name was Hadassah. And Hadassah was raised by Mordecai, her cousin. He raised her up. In the fear and admonition of the Lord. And the favor of God was upon her life. Now she, she didn't know why her life had taken the many twists and turns it had already taken at that young age. 
losing both parents, raised by her cousin, and now all of a sudden she is called out of her house and placed into a running, really, for who will be the next queen to King Ahasuerus. Now you might think that'd be an honor, but that's a scary, scary proposition. The fact that she is pulled from everything that she knows, forcefully delivered into a situation where she is now going to be the next, possibly the next queen. She has no idea what awaits her. She knows what happened to the last queen. She knows that the queen doesn't have the authority that the king has. And so she is, she's, she has to be terrified. And then, of course, while all that's happening, there is a, there is a, there's always a political undercurrent, undertone that's developed in the Shushan, the palace. Ahasuerus had been elevating a man who was quite influential and powerful in his own right. His name was Haman. He was an Agagite. Haman was a prince among the people and had a very lofty opinion of himself. And the law was that when a man of Haman's stature came into the gates of the city, that all of the elders, all of the noblemen would bow in reverence and really homage to this man who represented the king's authority. Mordecai, Esther's cousin, Esther's name was changed to Esther when she came into the into captivity of the king. They were Hebrew captives already in the Medo-Persian empire. But now she's, she's held captive even to a, a greater degree because she's been brought into the king's custody. And her name has been changed from Hadassah. She lost everything. She lost her, her name. She lost her home. She lost her family. And now she's got this new name that's named after a goddess of the Persians. Her name is Esther now. And she is, things are in an upheaval. And, and, and Mordecai was, was actually promoted as one of the noblemen because Mordecai was used of God to prevent an assassination plot against King Ahasuerus. And so because of that, he was elevated to a position of nobility. And, and Mordecai happens to be sitting in the gates of the, of the palace on a given day when Haman the Agagite comes through the gates of the palace. Everybody, one after another, bows in homage, in reverence. They bow down to Haman. But Mordecai is different than everybody. He's different because he has only one God. And his name is not Ahasuerus. And I will gladly serve the king, but I will not worship the king. And I will gladly serve those who are in authority, but I will not worship those who are in authority. And so, just as the Hebrew children refused to bow, Mordecai, standing in that line, refused to bow. Others saw it and said, why aren't you bowing? And they knew something about Mordecai. They knew he wasn't like everybody else. They knew that he was Jewish and that his faith posed a problem for how he could operate as a nobleman in Shushan the palace. 
they got word to Haman. I don't know if you saw it, Naaman, but the video's going viral. You walked through and Mordecai did not bow. Haman said, tell me again what happened. They said he absolutely, adamantly refused to bow down to you when you walked through into the gates of Shushan the palace. It enraged Haman. It embarrassed him. It, it, was, a, uh, it was a ding to his pride, if you please. And he, he responded with hostility. He responded with anger. And he decided ultimately, see, there's a spirit out there that, that, that gets on people that tries to destroy the people of God. And the children of Israel have faced it from the very beginning. There's a spirit that gets on people. It's an anti-Semitic spirit that gets on people. And turns them against the people of God, the chosen people of God. And, and that's exactly what ha happened. Haman became like a Hitler. And decided that, that he actually was going to use his political prowess to influence the king who had absolute authority. To annihilate all of the Jewish people in the, in, the, in the kingdom. He said, I'm going to make sure they do. And he talked to Ahasuerus. He said, do you know that there is an uprising in your kingdom? Do you know that there is a people who, have, who are working webs and weaving practices trying to turn folks against you and, and, and usurp your authority? And Ahasuerus was already suffering from what he thought was a was a reflection of his lack of power by the way Vashti treated him. And so he's eager now to show that nobody's going to, to question his authority. And he said, whoever it is, we're going to take care of them. He said, it's the Jewish people. They're here and they are trying to usurp your authority. And Ahasuerus said, then what do you suggest we do? I suggest we annihilate them. And Ahasuerus agreed, signed it with the royal signature. And they were going to destroy, Haman was seeing to it that they would destroy the people of God, the Jewish people. When Mordecai heard this, Mordecai, the Bible says, clothed himself in sackcloth and ashes. He rent his own clothes. And that doesn't mean that he leased it out to somebody. That means he tore it from top to bottom and covered himself with sackcloth and with ashes. And he went out into the street and he was wailing and he was travailing in grief. He was lamenting that the adversary had risen up against the people of God in such a brazen way. And he grieved and lamented and, and when he did, somebody sent word through, through the connections that wound their way to his cousin Hadassah, now Esther, in Shushan, the palace. Now, Esther was the new kid on the block. She hadn't even really interacted with King Ahasuerus. She was beautiful to look upon. But she was a young lady in a totally new environment. And word came to her saying that Mordecai is in the street, covered in sackcloth and with ashes. She didn't know what to do. You've got to understand. Now, we esteem and honor and revere Queen Esther. But, but Queen Esther wasn't really the Queen Esther you and I know just yet. She was still timid. She was still backward. She was still reserved. 
She still didn't know her place. She wasn't sure of what power she did or did not have. And, and yet, all she could think about was cousin Mordecai is grieving and lamenting. And so she, she gathered together some clothes and she sent it to Mordecai and said, Here, he needs, to, he needs to put his regular clothes on and get those sackcloth and ashes off and, and, and get back to being normal, cuzzy Mordecai. And Mordecai sent word back to her and said, You don't understand. The peril that has come to our people. And he said, I need you to get word to the king that, that there is a snake in his staff. I need you to get word to the king that this, this that's happening to our people is, is absolutely absurd, atrocious. And it will be the destruction of, of, of all the Jewish people. And she responded and said, I don't think you understand how this thing is working, Mordecai. Number one, the king doesn't know that I'm a Jew. So that right there is a pretty stiff impediment to me making any progress. Secondly, nobody approaches the king unless invited. And there is a well-known law that if you approach the king uninvited, then he will have you executed Unless you find favor in his sight and he extends the golden scepter, which is highly unlikely because he doesn't even know who I am. These 30 days I've been here, guess where I haven't gone? I don't even know the man that is my husband. So Mordecai, I'm sorry, but I, I'm just, I don't think I'm who you think I am. I don't think, I don't think I've got the clout you think I have. And Mordecai got that email and he responded back and said, now you hear what I'm telling you. Don't think that just because you're in that ivory tower, Shushan the palace, that this is going to pass you over and that you won't suffer like all of the other Jews will suffer. He said, you're going to suffer like all of them will suffer. The moment they find out who you are under this new decree, it will come to, to roost upon your doorstep as it will everybody. And he said, Esther, you, you have to understand that there is such a thing as timing. There is such a thing as God orchestrating events as he will. And who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I want you to know that Mordecai was addressing two different kingdoms. He was letting her know who knows whether everything in your life has been orchestrated as it was. So as to position you in a place of authority and power. In Shushan the palace. That kingdom for sure. But Esther you know and I know that the kingdom I'm talking about is not just the kingdom of Ahasuerus. But I'm talking to you about a bigger kingdom. I'm talking to you about a more grand kingdom. And who knows, but whether you were even orphaned so that you could come to the kingdom for such a time as this. 
Who knows but whether you felt rejected in life so that you could arrive at the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows but whether Vashti refused Ahasuerus' decree so that you could arrive at the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows but whether Ahasuerus has his own insecurities so that you, Esther, could arrive at the kingdom for such such a time as this because Esther there has never been such a time as this and I want Tree of Life Church to understand good and well in September of 2018 there has never been such a time as this and I've come to let somebody know I rebuke every lie that the devil has told you about you and about your destiny and about your purpose we have come to the king for such a time as this. I'm not just talking about the White House. I'm not talking about the State House. I'm not talking about the Courthouse. If you end up in any of those venues, let the anointing of the Lord be upon you. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let the fruit of the Spirit flow from you. Operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But understand you belong to a bigger kingdom. Understand you belong to a better city. Understand here... We have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. There is a kingdom, and it's not a Hesuerus' kingdom, and it's not the Republican or Democrat kingdom, but there is a kingdom. Now, you want to get into that kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. That's the kingdom you want to be in. This is a place where moth and rust doth not corrupt. This is a place where thieves do not break through and steal. There is a kingdom, hallelujah, where no ravenous beast shall be. There is a kingdom where the ungodly shall not walk therein. There, hallelujah, is a kingdom, oh hallelujah, where people love their neighbors as themselves there is a kingdom oh I wish I could preach it like I feel it there is a kingdom ladies and gentlemen where there is love and joy and peace and goodness and faith and wisdom and purpose and this kingdom is not meat and drink but righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost Uh, and no, not all roads lead to this kingdom. And no, not just any old thing you want to believe will materialize into this kingdom. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom I'm talking about is the kingdom of God. It's a place where, where God in Christ reconciles the world unto himself. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. This is a kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. 
the streams whereof make glad the city of God. This is a kingdom where happy is the people whose God is the Lord. This is a kingdom where the wolf will lay down with the lamb. This is a kingdom. Oh, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Anybody want to go? Anybody want to go? You do understand, don't you, the purpose of the church? We're not here just to sing little songs and preach little sermons. We're here to tell the nations. We're here to preach the gospel to every creature. We're here to go into the highways and into the byways and compel them to come. The halt, the blind, the lame, whosoever will come and, and drink of the waters of life freely. Hallelujah. Esther, who knows? Who knows? But whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this, now you can sit there and, and feel like you can't make much of an impact, but you would be wrong because it's not about you. It's about the power of the almighty God. You can sit there and think that your past will somehow prohibit you from doing anything for God in the future. But you would be wrong. I can hear the Apostle Paul say, forgetting those things which are behind me. I reach forth unto those things which are before. Now you can sit there and say, maybe he's talking about somebody else. I've already burned my bridges. I've already made my decisions. I've already messed things up. I rebuke that's a lie from the devil and I rebuke it in Jesus' name. You have come to the kingdom. Don't complain about the world getting worse and worse if you're not willing to pray and sacrifice and worship and hallelujah, boldly approach the throne of grace and make your supplication and petition known unto the Lord. Don't complain about it if you're not willing to pray about it. Don't even worry about it. Hallelujah. Because, because, because you, you, you're making a decision to, to move away from God's purpose in your life. Esther, wake up. You may not feel worthy. You may not feel like you can do this. But, but God knows why you're there. She could have fired off a letter and said, Mordecai, you don't understand. I lost both of my parents. Are you forgetting? You don't understand. I was forcefully taken from my home and placed into this position. I don't even want to be here. Don't you understand? But, but, but the reverberating reality is, but, but however you got here, you're here for such a time as this. However it worked out, whatever doors closed, whatever doors opened, whatever heartache, whatever hurt, you are here for such a time as this. And then he said to her, now listen to me, Esther, you need to understand something. If you won't do it, don't think that God won't do it. Because God is going to bring enlargement and deliverance to his people. Now, I want you to understand what he was telling her. He was saying, Esther, this is bigger than you and it's bigger than me. We are, we are not just uh, people who prophesy. We are the fulfillment of prophecy.
prophecy. Isaiah chapter 35. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy in singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it. The excellency of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord. And the excellency of our God. Esther, we've got prophecy behind us. Somebody's going to rise up. If you won't do it, God will reach out into the gutter somewhere and pull somebody up out of the darkness and the abyss and place his hand on them and place his favor on them and anoint them for his purpose. You want to know why? Because I don't care how angry Haman gets, how hateful Haman Haman gets. I don't care how big and intimidating the gallows. It doesn't matter to me, Esther, how threatening, how intimidating. I have prophecy on my side. Strengthen ye the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. Even God with a recompense, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and streams in the desert, and the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water, in the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there. Hallelujah. And a way that shall be called holiness. Hallelujah. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall be for those the wayfaring men. Though fools shall not err therein. No lion shall be there. Nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion. With songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall, hallelujah, obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So you understand, Esther. I don't care what Haman says. The word of God is greater than my adversary. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it to you in the name of Jesus. Because I know the devil's been talking to you all week long. I rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. The word of God is greater than the lies of your adversary. Pray the word. Pray the word. Pray the word. Shout the word. Shout the word. Declare the word. Sing the word. Hallelujah. Worship the word. I've got prophecy on my side, Esther. So enlargement and deliverance will come from someplace. So when, you're, when, you're, when your boss tells you that they're not have any more use for you, your enlargement and deliverance shall come from somewhere. So when the, when the, when the market starts getting topsy-turvy and you're not sure what's going to happen with that investment fund, your enlargement and deliverance shall come from somewhere. Oh, hallelujah. So when somebody at work smiles in your face all the time trying to take your place, hear what I'm telling you. Your enlargement and deliverance shall come from somewhere. 
you got to know who we are, Esther. We are the people of the name. We are the people of the name. And of him we're not ashamed. We're bought by the blood of Jesus, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. We've got purpose. We've got destiny. God's got a work for us to do. Oh, I know. I know the world is getting more and more corrupt. That's not our cue to go crawl in a corner and hide. That's for us to understand we have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We are equipped for this moment. We are specialists in this atmosphere. We know where to go. We know who to talk to. We know what to claim, what to bind, what to loose. We know how to talk in tongues. We know how to travail and intercede in prayer. We know how to love one another. Yeah, you you come to the kingdom for this moment. Don't back down now, Esther. See, Jesus said, Jesus is what Jesus said. Jesus said to those who went and criticized John the Baptist, he said, what did you go out to see? Did you go see a reed shaking in the wind? Is that what you wanted? Because everybody was coming away offended. He told me to repent. He told me I need to change my ways. See, nobody likes that kind of preacher. And so, so they, he, he said, well, what did, well, seriously, what did you go to see? A reed shaking in the wind. Did you go to see somebody clothed in soft raiment? Some GQ, something or other? And you get out there wearing a camel's girdle? And what, what did you expect? Jesus is like, seriously, what? I mean, you've heard this guy prophesied about all through the Old Testament. And then he shows up and you're shocked. What did you, do you think he was going to be some flimsy little something that wanted to get your approval for everything that he was going to tell you? And, and, and a reed shaken in the wind, clothed in soft raiment? Or did you go to see a prophet? Because even if you went to see a prophet, you're still wrong. Because he's more than a prophet oh I wish I could preach for a few moments on you are more than a prophet he said because he's not just a prophet he is a prophet who was prophesied so he walks in the authority of the prophecies that have put him where he is oh he's more than a prophet what did, what did, you, what did you come to look at we're not just a church did you come to see a reed shaking in the wind did you come to see folks clothed in the kind of raiment you want to see them clothed in this is more than a prophet if you came to hear a good sermon and a good song it's more than that it shall come to pass in the last days say God I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy that's you and me we're not just here to prophesy we're a fulfillment of prophecy that's why no weapon formed against us can prosper that's why greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world that's why if God be for us who can be against us
I thank you. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for $516,000 in three and a half months. I thank you for $49,000 in four weeks. I thank you for sitting in that vestibule. God, help us in Jesus' name to break down every wall that needs to be broken down. Hallelujah. To build up every place of worship that needs to be built up. I thank you for your faithfulness, for your prayer, for your worship. But Tree of Life, we have not yet begun to fight. We have not yet begun to war. We have not yet begun to pray things into existence like what we're getting ready to see we're getting ready to see the windows of heaven open like we've never seen it in our lifetime yeah come on somebody lift up your hands and receive the healing that God has promised this congregation I've got to close, I've got to close, but I need you to hear me. You can stand, musicians can come. When Haman began to forcefully impose his preferential prejudices upon the Jewish people, Esther received Mordecai's word. Ah, who knows whether you are come to the kingdom? For such a time as this. And Esther said, I will go to the king. And I love what she said next. She said, if I perish, I perish. But I'm going to the king. Ha. Now, now hear me, now hear me, now hear me. Hear, hear what I'm telling you. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in the name of Jesus. When she walked into the king's court, she just stood over there by the wall, looking at the king, hoping. I hope I'm having a good hair day. Lord, have mercy. Because he's got to extend that golden scepter. And when he looked over and saw Esther, I don't even know if he knew who she was. I don't know because she hadn't seen him these 30 days she's been there. I don't even know if he realized who she was. But when he saw her, he took that golden scepter. Let me tell you something. This was a king on edge. This was a king whose nerves were frayed and fried. He was not about to be disrespected by another woman in front of all of his kingdom. But when Esther walked into the king's court, clothed with purpose, covered with grace, saturated with the providence of God, Filled with faith that can move mountains. He grabbed that golden scepter. And he extended it. 
saying, come unto me. Let me tell you something beautiful about the scepter. Because some have said that the story of Esther is not re-mentioned. It's not mentioned again in the, in the New Testament. But I beg to differ. Because the Bible does, in fact, take the key ingredient of that story and bring it back up in the New Testament. Because that new covenant details that Jesus Christ is the scepter. The scepter of righteousness. You don't have to wonder if the king will extend the scepter. Because the scepter has already been extended. I can walk in any time. Any time you can boldly approach the throne of grace. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to wonder or worry or fret. Because the scepter is lifted. Hallelujah. You. You, you, you. Everybody say me. You have been brought to the kingdom. Hallelujah. I know it was a long and winding road to get here. I know you've been up on high mountains and in deep, low valleys. I know. I know you've come through tough times and sleepless nights and tear-filled, tear-filled anxiety. I know, I know. You've been through rejection and pain and hurt and hate, addiction and turmoil. I know. But you have come through all of it so that you could walk into this moment. When your world needs prayer warriors like it has never needed them before. When your world needs people of grace and people of faith more than it's ever needed before. My God, I feel you, Jesus. I, you know what? You know what? I wonder if somebody right now, because we've had prayer warriors pass off the scene. Over the last 10, 20, 30 years in the kingdom of God, there have been, there have been so many prayer warriors to pass on to their reward. I wonder if there's somebody in this house right now that can grab the mantle of a prayer warrior and say, God, I'm come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm here to do what you want me to do. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray and I'm going to have faith and I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to do do what you've called me to do. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, that's it. These altars are open right now. Come on, I need somebody who doesn't know. Who doesn't know what, what's going to happen next. But you feel a confirmation in the Holy Ghost that God has everything under control. That the scepter has been extended. Hallelujah. And that the enemy has been defeated. Woo. Come on, if you know it, I want you to come forward right now. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. If you've never been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, this would be a great time to be filled to overflowing with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hela barama koshata hai. Hela barama sa.
Our God is strong. God, you are high. Stop us, and if our God is with us, then what could stand against? 